warning. The following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now hit me with that theme. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. I'm your host, Sam, and I am joined this week by two of my usuals, no guests this week. One of them is Kahu. How are you, Kahu? Hey, Sam. I'm doing very well, and uh, looking forward to this. Really? It's going to be a great episode, no matter what, bro, but like, are you really looking forward to talking about this film? Uh, I'm always I'm always keen to talk movies. You are always excited around me. I have noticed this, yeah, noticed yeah, this yeah. in you. Well, I mean, you can't keep your shirt on tonight. So. <laughs> I know. Listeners, I've literally just ripped a hole in my shirt trying to take my jacket off. And the reason why I'm taking my jacket off is because I want to get my guns out for the other person that's on this podcast. It's Liz. How are you, Liz? You don't need to get your guns out for me, Sam. I already find you incredibly attractive. I can't even say it. I, <laughs> I can't even get to the end of that sentence. I was like, I could totally fake this. I can pretend I find Sam attractive for one sentence. I- I'm going to go throw up now. Excellent. I just threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Anywho, guys, the reason why you're here is to hear us talk about a movie. And this week's movie is the new 2021 Netflix film called Stowaway. If you are not planning on watching this film and you want to listen along anyway, basic plot of the film is that a three-person crew is on a mission to Mars and they face an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board. The three-person crew being Anna Kendrick as Zoe, Tony Collette as Marina, Daniel Day Kim as David Kim, Kim and Kim, and Shamia Anderson as Michael Adams being the stowaway. And that's it. That's the entire cast of this film. Mm. Yeah. In terms of an elongated plot, they're basically going to Mars to try and first steps in colonization. Is that right, Liz? I feel like you might remember more than that, more about this than us, and we've just watched this. Evidently so. Yeah, there was um, there was definitely some talk about how they were going there to sort of plan how colonization would work. That was the whole point of David's storyline, I think, because he was understanding how to how his plants would survive and how he would cultivate them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Tony Collette is the pilot, she's flying them there, and then Anna Kendrick is the vacuum of charisma that is there to be a doctor <laughs> for no fucking reason. That's pretty much there is the, the I plot. completely disagree, she has charisma. I've she already given away my controversial opinion. God <laughs> <laughs> fucking damn it. Anyway, let's move into the other pertinent details that we usually run through before we get into the film. Has a score of 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63% on Metacritic. Uh, haven't heard this podcast before. What we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird or wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 questions that can be applied to any film before moving into three personal questions and then either a listener or a Patreon question. This week it's a Patreon question. We literally, <laughs> this is like, like a, hey, have you seen this movie? Yeah. Hey, have you seen it? Yeah. Hey, should we do it? Yeah. You around in half an hour? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. This has not been planned whatsoever. I was like, can I have time to cook dinner? <laughs> yeah, we could probably fit that in. <laughs> That's it. That's how generous we are, listeners. We let Liz eat. It's quite nice, actually. I had like um, a no one lamb cares about you. Movie. Um, I think aside Nicoli, from Nicolai from Nicolai's Kitchen. <laughs> aside from Nicolai's Kitchen. Okay, wrong. Okay, I have been corrected. There is one person out there right now that's going, ooh, food talk, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Did she say crack pharaoh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's start us off. Liz, why don't you let us off? Why don't you sandwich us away? I will. Okay. You know, I love a good sandwich. <laughs> oh, God, cut it out. I never said that. <laughs> 
The funny thing is I really hate sandwiches. <laughs> We're going to talk about food some more. Anyway, all right, um, I'm going to start out with saying a pretty – well, they're just really boring food. I'm sorry. I don't like them. They're cold. It's not exciting. Anyway, I'm talking about this movie. And so uh, I'm going to start out with a really obvious thing I think that you guys would agree is that the cast was pretty strong. Tony Collette, obviously, you can't really find her a bad film. I've always liked Daniel Day Kim. And contrary to Sam's opinion, I actually quite like Anna Kendrick. I find her, um, she adds like a little bit of joie de vivre in any movie. You know, she's a bit lighthearted and funny. And I like her, um, her Twitter and stuff. So I find her kind of entertaining. And I thought it was pretty cool that they brought in, um, a, to me, an unknown for the part of Michael. Because he would have fucking loved being able to work with these pretty well-known actors, I think. A less good thing is it was just a bit dry. They could have really made this movie quite psycho if they wanted to, and that could have been quite delightful. Yeah. But they didn't. So it was pretty formulaic. And my final good thing is that I like the visuals. Like, there was some cool stuff there. Not loads and loads, but the particular thing that stands out to me was, like, the solar storm at the end. There was some really cool light displays and stuff. So it was pretty good. So I'm going to give this film 7,104 oxygen tanks. Curious. Mm, Curious. Mm. Kahu, your turn. Mm. I agree, Liz. uh, Strong cast. Um, But unfortunately, I thought they were all completely wasted in this film. Yeah, I could see that. I just, uh, especially Tony Collette, hers was probably the most minor role of all the characters, I think. Yeah, she was really just filler. Yeah, I just thought hers was wasted, and yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sold on Anna Kendrick as Zoe. Thank you, Kahu. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, discuss. Not not sure why. Um, Daniel Day Kim. He he was probably the best I thought out of the four, and uh, yeah, Shamir Anderson was was okay I thought in his role as well. But I just thought they just could have had better plot to work with all of them. Yeah, but that's not like their fault, is it? No, it's it's not, but for the movie as a whole, it uh, made So it. that's your shit? That, yes, that is. Uh, good thing, um, I always like me a space film, even if it's uh, <laughs> one that wasn't kind of at the top of the bunch. Yeah, good visuals. Space films always have good visuals. Unfortunately, mm. I'm going with the second bad thing, <laughs> and that was just due to some of the insanely illogical decisions made around the design of the spacecraft like it seemed as if (laughs) i know it seemed as if no system had any backup options and none none whatsoever (laughs) hey this thing's broken do we have a backup part nah yeah think to put in some spares and i mean i've I've watched enough of uh uh What's that program with the airplane crashes? Is it like Mayday or Air Crash Disaster or something? Yeah, Air Crash Disaster. And, You're and always gen- telling me about how you check off the aircraft disaster. <laughs> the general theme of that is always that bad things happen because of a series of minor little things. And that yeah. sort of applies to this movie as well. Mm. But there was just no redundancy built into anything. No. And classic lack of backup systems was when they have to climb up the tethers to get to that tank at the end. And, <laughs> and while that was maybe an unlikely scenario like it would be pretty likely that they'd have to climb up to go fix the solar panels which was half the distance Mm. anyway and they've got these crappy little lever things that they look like they've got from bunnings warehouse and during that time 
they give up on those and they just climb hand over hand and aren't tethered at all. Yeah, yeah. I just thought there's no way that would happen. Like just, you know. Yeah, they didn't seem at all tethered. Like <laughs> even the rope, the rope didn't even seem yeah, to be like, tied or what anything. Was I was to, like, what was to stop them tying their foot by some kind of attachment to those things they were climbing up? Like it just didn't make sense. The yeah. only defense I have for that is like we discover in this film that the guy running this company is just like, yeah, we can jam three people on a two man spaceship. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though there's so. Th- there's I feel like we're getting into the meat the of the podcast here, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. That's weird. My final score is 4,999. Oh, you asshole! You've stolen my fund! <laughs> Yeah, I you've stolen my thunder. I really wanted to give it the trademark Dan Brennick, it's fine, a compliment sandwich, which is a score between 5,000 to 6,000. I just couldn't. Mm. I'm just struggling to give it. And I mean, I would have just echoed everything that you guys have been saying. Like, I felt Tony Collette was wasted. I felt like the plotting and the pacing of the film was a little bit off. Good things. Yeah, Daniel Day Kim was fine. You know, I liked a little bit of the foreshadowing when we heard Anna Kendrick saying, that she tried to rescue someone from drowning and then she doesn't even know how she woke up on the shore. And it's like sort of in this, like she's, you know, rescued everyone, but she doesn't know how she's going to wake up. I thought that was kind of cool at the end. But the the bad thing for me, and I feel like this almost made me give it a pass, is literally every film we watch now feels like there's a COVID effect to it, where you're watching it and it's like everyone involved has gone, this was the best we could do, guys, you know, COVID. Mm. And you're watching it and you're like, yeah, yeah, we understand. Yeah, it does feel a bit like, oh, we've got maybe 20 days or a month to film this. I've got a spare month. Yeah. I'll go do that. We've all socially distanced mm. on the set. No one's interacted with each other, formed a relationship, got to know how the director thinks and feels (laughs) about this. It feels like no one's like, there's no love in it. And it's sad because, I mean, that's a sign of the times, but it's just, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Any time anyone's within like personal range of each other, you know, like within... Uh, your personal space. We're wearing giant spacesuits, so we can't actually like, <laughs> yeah, breathe on each yeah. other. It's yeah, kind of a convenient true. film to have, actually. Absolutely. Uh, as a score out of ten thousand, yeah, I was going to give it the four thousand nine hundred ninety. I'll go a little bit lower because I, nah, four thousand nine hundred and one. It's just <laughs> slightly lower than Kahu, but not something I enjoyed. Mm. Anywho, so I didn't hate it like you guys. I didn't love it, but I was kind of like, yeah, this is fine. Like this is good to have in the background and kind of go, ooh, you know, like that was it. But still, over 7,000, Liz. So why don't we move on to you, Liz? Why don't you give us question number two, which is the first of the Patreon questions, comes courtesy of Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill, podcast that covers all things Netflix-related, so I'm guessing they would have covered this film even now, this week, yesterday, some couple of weeks ago. Look it up, guys. Look it up, guys, and you'll find their thoughts. What's their question there, Liz? All right. uh, They'd like to know, who was the true MVP of the movie? Now, they usually have the particular caveat that um, it can't be the main character. That's going to make this a little hard, given there's basically four main characters and no one else. So I think you can basically pick whoever you want. Yeah, see, you say that, but I'm going to go with a character that's barely in this film. In fact, he's mentioned, but no one is not even on the film. It's the Hyperion guy. It's the Hyperion guy that's decided... These are three of the most annoying assholes on the planet. Why don't we send them to Mars for two years? Why don't we get rid of them off Earth? And he's he's, he's MVP. He's got rid of these guys. <laughs> uh, I'm no. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going with Michael because you know he survives a launch, basically stuck in the ceiling of this craft, and has no skills whatsoever to contribute to this trip. Hasn't had to do the training that other guys have had to do. 
has to put up with these three annoying idiots. Well, yeah. two especially. Um, Tony Collette's character. Yeah, Collette's right. fine, yeah. Collette's about the only decent one in this, let's be honest. Um, and he hitchhikes a free ride to Mars, so go him. And okay, it- I don't agree with you at all. Come <laughs> on, man. Like, Zoe was really nice and kind to him. Like, she was really helpful. And I would say it's obviously Zoe because she just carried all of them. Like, she was the only one actually trying to make things happen. Liz, let's just tell you now, okay? I've tweeted this podcast at Anna Kendrick a million times. She hasn't replied to any of my tweets, DMs, <laughs> messages. She's not going to become your best friend, Liz. Stop trying to win her over, okay? So that's what this is all about. You're salty because a girl rejected you. It all becomes clear. I thought we would be mates. I thought we'd really get along. You <laughs> <laughs> that, actually probably would. That's why she, he's, that's know, why he's super so super cool and famous. That's why he's so dark on her in this film. Yeah. She's a good actor. She can yeah, pretend to like me. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> she, she just doesn't have the time for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, question number three. What is it there, Kahu? Oh, also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of the amazing man. There's Chris Eni. What do you got, Kahu? Thanks, Chris. Uh, what song would you have inserted into this film and where? I'm going with right at the end when she's getting the oxygen tank. This song is going to be playing sort of instrumentally through, like as she's climbing up to get in all of that. Just instrumentals. And then when she drops the instrument, the, drops the oxygen tank down, it kicks in at I'm stepping through the door. And it continues playing for the rest of the film. And it's Space Oddity, David Bowie. I knew you were going to pick that. I knew as soon as you started <laughs> talking about it, I was like, here comes Liz's answer. It's going to be Space Oddity by David Bowie. Well, it's such uh... a good song. Like the bit there, the words. Let me. Uh... Whip up the words for you one second because I looked it up because I thought of it and I thought, oh, are you sure? Do the words work? Well, over to someone who has actually done his preparation for this podcast. (laughs) The lyrics is really good because it's like I'm stepping through the door and I'm floating in a most peculiar way and the stars look very different today. For here am I sitting in a tin can far above the world, planet Earth is blue and there's nothing I can do. And I thought that was quite a nice little send off for her. Not bad. Do you know what's more on the nose than that? Elton John, Rocket Man. Same part, when Anna Kendrick's sitting up there, <laughs> basically microwaving herself radiation, there's a line in the in the song Rocket Man where it goes, Rocket Man burning out his fuse up here alone. Yes, I understand that okay. Anna Kendrick is not a man, but uh, I think it's applicable. <laughs> where, Close where, enough. When you were uh, describing your scenario, Liz, uh, my mind went to Prodigy. Breathe with me. <laughs> what about Firestarter? <laughs> what about Kasabian? Like, I'm on fire. The... We've got way now, better songs now, than this. Now, 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 now. The song that immediately came to mind actually was like, um, Spaceman, I always wanted you to go oh, to Zoo. Spaceman. Not heard yeah, that. I don't know why that came to me, but I was like, nah, I'm going with David Bowie. Um, I my, my answer actually was David Bowie as well, Life on Mars. <laughs> Um, because uh, cause he asked the question, is there life on Mars? And with this uh, train wreck of a crew, there would be no life on Mars because they're all useless. Either that or it's going to be basically trying to raise the IQ of Earth and Mars at the same <laughs> yeah, time yeah. by sending these dum-dums all the way to Mars. Hey, hashtag Muldoon. I like yeah. it. Exactly. Anyhow, moves us over to question number four. Also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man. There's Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon as well at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. There's a link down in the show notes. I know he posts a ton of awesome content. You guys should all go check out. 
And this week, Dave would like to know which character from this film would have the biggest social media following and on what platform? I'm going for David Kim, and he would be all over the Harvard alumni Facebook page with his algae. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. I know it's not, but it sounds so dirty. And, and they would be all fawning over him and that he's going into space to study his algae. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. I think Zoe would challenge that with her Instagram, <laughs> obviously, of all her little selfies and Snapchats. She's like, oh, my God, I'm, like, totally going into space, guys. Like, this is amazing. Look at my cute little suit and stuff. I feel like she could have, you know, she'd be, like, the – Girl power, space time, woo, Instagram. Yeah, and should be, should be waving those little Yale flags as well. 100% she'd have full Yale following. And she doesn't even care. She doesn't even yeah. care about the rivalry. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense and all. I went with Tony Collette anyway. I figured an Australian pilot, a spaceship pilot, what do you, what do you call them? Uh, I was going to say, is she a pilot? Because she's not really steering the ship, is she? Yeah, no, she's th- a captain. I think they do call them the pilot, though. But yeah, she's, she's a captain she of the spaceship. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like a, a female captain of a spaceship. That's huge. That's mm. huge. Yeah. And she's done it before, right? Like, so she, she would have built up her following over time. Exactly. This mm. is like mm. her last trip. So, she's probably a bit of a, you know, like trailblazer. Okay. Well, we've covered the other three. So, what would Michael's social media following be? Who? <laughs> the <laughs> stowaway. Oh, like, would he have, what would he be based on? Oh, you mean the character that's supposed to be the central part of this film that has like five lines? Oh, right, yeah. I see him on Reddit, like posting on like like a random little um, technical subs around like space exploration or like, you know, spaceship technicalities and shit. Yeah. And then people querying him about it. And he's like, I've fucking been there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Next up is also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Nick Haskins of Nikolai's Kitchen, a cooking podcast that is just awesome. And I keep petitioning to have Stacey on. She'll be on there soon. I keep promising this. One day it's going to make it happen. Anyway, what would Nick like to know? All right. Unsurprisingly, given that his podcast is food related, Nick would like to know what type of meal this movie is. It's sushi. It's absolutely sushi. It's like gas station sushi. It's the type of food that you eat. And like it used to be really cool, you know, like like when space movies were real cool. Like you saw, but now that we've seen Gravity, now we've seen all these films where you can see what space can do. It just doesn't scare you that much anymore. And like they tried to make it a little bit more different in this film by introducing the idea of gravity. Absolutely stupid, but introduced the idea of gravity along this giant thing outside, pretty much showing us they couldn't afford to, you know, float the actors for long periods of time mm. during the making of this film. Yeah, it's that, a sushi. Like, back in the day, sushi was like, oh my god, this amazing new food, uh, food from Japan. Now it's just like, ah, yeah, okay. Uh, I've gone with, gone with freeze-dried meatballs. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, because it's uh, freeze-dried food, you need it in space, but meatballs are just a bit messy, and this movie's just a bit messy. Good save. Okay. Do they even freeze-dry meatballs? Is that a thing? You can freeze-dry anything. <laughs> you do like not want to see why he's freeze-dried, Liz. It is... <laughs> Disgusting. I'm sure you can. I have I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk cream? me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, what? Anyway, uh, I have eaten freeze-dried ice cream at Cape Canaveral, just so you know. So humble brag! A <laughs> total humble brag. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, um, I'm going with beef chili, because I feel like it was pretty straightforward. Like, 
It's the kind of, you know, chili you put on nachos. It's just like, it's okay. It tastes fine. You're like, yeah, all right. But it could have been way more spicy. It could have way more complex flavors. I mean, like, mm. really exciting. But nope. It's just the chili your mum makes. For someone who gave this film a 7,000, you're giving some very bland, boring, run of the mill like, answers here to I these questions. Low 7,000 because I like all the actors and I like the spacey prettiness. And I didn't hate it. Okay. So, yeah. I think we've worked out, listeners, that a 5,000 for Liz is a 7,000. It's just like, this is how I feel on the day. You have to shut up and take it because you gave me two hours to prepare. Yeah, true. But I, I still feel like we have worked out your scoring system is zero to 2,000, then skip between two to, two to seven, <laughs> and then 7,000 no. to 10,000. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've given... Oh, no, I might not have, actually. By the way, guys, if you guys hit me up and say, hey, you gave this movie a score out of whatever, probably... I'm not going to know if you're right or wrong. I don't remember the scores 10 seconds after we finished recording these. I think it'd be interesting to like see it on like a graph and like compare everybody's and see what they say. I don't know, man. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe you let me keep talking sometimes. <laughs> Never can I, Liz. Never can I. Anywho, can we this is over to on? question yeah. number six. Also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast. Podcast which compares two films, one film that's universally beloved. She compares that to a film that she feels doesn't get the love it deserves. She's been on a real good run recently, just destroying my favorite films, you know? Like she said, Catwoman's better than The Matrix. And she said something was better than The 12 Angry Men. I don't know. I didn't listen out of protest. So there you go, Emily. Legit call. Anyway, what is her question, Kahu? Uh, Thanks, Emily. What movie would you pair with this to make a double feature? I am going to go with Nerve which came out a few years ago, and it's the idea that you keep being pushed to the, like you keep getting pushed to do something a bit more and more outside of your comfort zone until you're given the absolute um, most difficult choice, right? And I thought that that kind of psychological, what choice do we make? That was what this movie was trying to do. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that Nerve also tried to do. And maybe it did it slightly better, I'm not saying it did that much more, but like that sort of concept, I think would go well in a pair. Yeah, that's yeah. I actually missed that movie. I didn't actually see it. I, I remember reading about it, and I was not really that keen on seeing it. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't amazing. The um, I, see, in the vein of Emily, I was trying to think of like an obscure or underrated film for this, and I was trying to think of like how this film pretty much sacrifices people in the name of science. And I was like, what's a really obscure and underrated film? that does that, that basically sacrifices people in the name of science. And I don't know if you guys have heard of this film, but it came out in 1993. It's called Jurassic Park. And in that film, <laughs> um... <laughs> it sacrifices people in the name of science. Nah, that, I, you got to go with... But not like, on purpose. Fucking totally on purpose. <laughs> Hammond was a fucking monster. So was bloody Nidri or whatever the hell the guy's name is. That have you nightmare. done that movie here? Have, have we done it on the podcast? No, we tried to do it once and <gasps> one of our podcasters had such a terrible audio that we just threw it out. It was impossible to do. Oh my God, can we please do it? Because I would totally do that. Yeah, film. we probably should. What about you, Ko? This would be a good pair for this movie, uh, for Emily's podcast, uh, Apollo 13. Um, oh, yeah. Mainly because back in the, I think that was like by 1970 by then, and and that ground crew managed to sort out their shit so that up in space <laughs> they had enough oxygen, as opposed to <laughs> these guys who have basically all the modern resources in the world at their disposal and they can't do anything. Our ground crew is working around the clock to try and come up with a solution. What have they got so far? Nothing! Yeah, Nothing! Yeah, 
<laughs> I don't know if you guys saw Hidden Figures. Maybe that would be a better example of how people like achieved amazing things with nothing because they basically went to the moon based off the computing power of a calculator. Hashtag moon landing, totally faked. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> wrong fucking podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong question. We're supposed to be doing that in the controversial one. Got it. The yeah, totally insane right, preposterous on. conspiracy theory podcast hasn't been released yet, Liz. Stop fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that insane, okay? Stop ruining Jeff it. Jeff cannot melt steel beams. <laughs> oh, wait. Different conspiracy. Let's move on. Chemtrails from planes. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway moves us over to question number seven fan favorite making a return what quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear immediately after you finish having sex are you ready for this as your doctor i'm telling you to drink that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad it's pretty bad <laughs> whatever you're referring to i don't want to drink it oh so, what, what's your answer? fun for me. <laughs> Whatevs. Is he a threat, and do we need to find a way to restrain him? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you hear that a lot. Oh yeah, all the time. What sort of sex are you having, Co? <laughs> Jesus, I, I'm, I'm sure. Don't answer that. that. <laughs> don't. I don't fucking want to know. That was a rhetorical question. I, I'm sure there must be a good quote in this movie from. Uh, from David Kim, which um, puts his algae out of context. Somewhere. Yeah. I should have hunted for that. Yeah. The only one I could come up with is when we were trying to semi-rewatch this before we recorded was Tony Collette's <laughs> being interviewed. And she says, it's not uncommon to experience a few hiccups during launch. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely relate to that, wouldn't you, Sam? Oh, hiccups is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Huh? Anyway, it moves us over to question number eight. <laughs> what is it there, Liz? All right. Question eight. What was the biggest dick move of the movie? We've all got the same answer here, right? It's when Daniel Day Kim decides to forego the 20-day, you know, like the self-imposed ban of telling this guy that he's dead weight on the plane. and he, oh, On the plane. He's dead weight on the spaceship and they need to get rid of him. And he goes and tells him, well, like day three or something like that. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I don't have the same one. What's worse than that, Liz? That, that's what I had. Um, that's what I had as well. But the um, the thing was that with that was I was like, if you're not going to solve it in say three, maybe five days, why are you going to need ten? Like, <laughs> there's not a whole lot you have to do on the ship, you know. It, it literally was at that point where it was just like, okay, what? How could we solve this? Well, what if another alien spaceship shows up? Well, <laughs> fuck, that's true. We should hang around just in case that happens. <laughs> yeah. What if Captain Marvel shows up and rescues us? No, I can't go a whole podcast without talking about Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gone with another one, and um, uh, it's got to be Zoe for dropping the oxygen tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was shit. Shit move, Zoe. Come on. But then bro. you could argue that it was actually David's fault because he was all like, ugh. I can't manage it. I'm a strong man and I can't manage to do this basic thing that this little skinny girl can do. And so I'm going to leave her with the responsibility of carrying this oxygen tank. Okay, listen up, guys. They carry them there strapped on their back and then they don't strap them to their back on the way back. Yeah, I didn't get that what either. What is going on? Why, why did she not have that <laughs> tethered to herself? You know, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that on, was really dumb. And honestly, like, how did... David passed the physical to get into this program. He barfs everywhere on launch. 
and then he just has no strength to climb up and down this thing. Yeah, that was really yeah. He was yeah. If it, that's why he's not my MVP. He was a shit show. Yeah, he was. <laughs> anyway, he was invisible. can't even <laughs> monitor Albion and stop it dying. Do you want to know what the actual biggest dick move of the movie was? What? It was the fucking company not giving them spares for the goddamn <laughs> air filter. Like, come on. We've established like, this. This company wants to get rid of these three. It was such, but it's such an indictment on capitalism, okay? I'm just bringing it up. I'm just putting it out there. Like, you can't just go off and do space travel without giving your people some spares. And I think we covered this back on my very first fucking podcast with you, which was Passengers, which was when they were like, oh, we've only got a one spare medicine capsule thingy. And I was like, surely there are spares for everything and therefore you could build another medical capsule. Same thing here. At least just give them a few extra nuts and bolts. Surely they could have pulled it out of like the that food heating thing or something. And they had an engineer <laughs> who could have built it. I'm just saying. I love how it's... I love how it's just purely there to ratchet up the tension, whereas Liz wants to sit there and go, surely I've got a backup. And then one of them goes, we've got a backup. And then the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and, and I think the biggest, and the biggest elephant in the room about this company is that, you know, all, all of us work in offices and you have quite a simple tag in kind of tag out security system when you go in and out. Yeah. <laughs> and like, surely somebody would have noticed before the launch that, Michael went in, but he never tagged out. But you yeah, know, do you have like whatever. a count? Yeah, that would never have happened. It flummoxes the no. mind. This is one of the most poorly run companies, and yet Anna Kendrick's like, <laughs> I applied one over ten thousand people to get this job, and it's just like, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like, and David says, you know, we don't make mistakes, but yeah, clearly you do. Some yeah, pretty the major whole ones. time. It's a mistake. Quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, and like um, you were saying, like Jim's the MVP. Jim is an asshole. Jim's like, yeah, so uh, we, we're going to need you to kill that guy. <laughs> and Marina's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really comfortable with that. Is there any other options? And Jim's like, no, we're, we're going to need – if you could come in on Saturday and kill that guy, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, really though. really gave we, me that vibe from, you know. We, we don't get to hear Jim's side of the story, do we? Yeah, you're the man, Jim. <laughs> but you could pick it up from Marina. She's just like – um, is there any way that I could be the one that? Do- no, no, you are gonna have to be the one that murders this other guy. If you could just get on a bit, that'd be great, and we can continue the mission. Good stuff. Jim knows what's up. He's trying to save Tony Collette, the one likable character on this. As far as he cares, he could. <laughs> he's got rid of the other two. He wants Collette coming back. Fucking terrible. She's a national hero of Australia. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Moves us over to question number nine, which might be the first and only time we ever ask this question, depending on what happens. Oh, it's amazing. Is it's something. It? What is the question there, Kahu? Question nine. Oh. Imagine if 90s Will Smith did a theme song for this movie, and how would two lines of it go? <laughs> Hit it. Three astronauts and they're bound for Mars. Mahomi tags along on the journey through the stars. Jesus Christ. Yep, that's exactly what I was expecting. Exactly what I was expecting. That was fucking amazing. That was absolutely 100% Will Smith. I just realised I've written more than two lines, but who cares? Here we go. (laughs) Big Willie Stiles was cleaning up a ship, fell on my face, got knocked out, woke up in space. Someone tell my sister I miss her, but now I'm Hitch. Hiking on this cruiser. Oh my God. 
God. <laughs> it didn't even rhyme in all the places. It's not spoken of the shit. <laughs> right. I pulled up to the ship just doing my job, said hey to the ground crew, I won't be long. Hit my head, passed out instead. Here I am hanging out for fried eggs. Why fried eggs? Because he's in space and needs to eat dehydrated food. <laughs> That's the part you questioned about that song. <laughs> what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> I thought that was better than yours. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Kahu definitely has more natural rhythm. Yes. Well, I was—I don't even know what I was trying. I was just lame asking my one. Fuck, I could add limp better than yours, Sam. Like, three astronauts and they're bound for Mars. My homie takes along on the journey through the stars. They're heading to Mars and it's going to be sick, but they got to kill my boy before Zoe gets his dick. What? It's getting worse, listeners. It's getting worse. <laughs> Hey, if anyone would like to write in and explain how you break something to somebody, uh, that would be great. <laughs> what are you breaking? Anywho, let's move us down to our final question that can be applied to any film. I don't know what the fuck has happened, but yeah, that question is never going to be used again. Uh, yes, it has to. It has to be used every time. Five minutes later. Question number 10. What character from this film just clearly needs to get laid? It's DDK. He's just far too in love with his algae. He's out there for two years, too. Yeah, Two he years is. is a long time. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be missing his, his family back home. And did you see how they like got bunks beside each other? There's not a lot of private space to just go, you know, do a number three. <laughs> he's, uh, although, to be fair, he's like the most... He's most he's the most level headed out of all of them, really. He's the most logical he's, by far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the stowaways like he's out of it all the time. Yeah, he's not logical. The, the he's kind of got a like, fucking head wound. This is great, yeah. man. I've seen that the the wound, like the oxygen thing's gone, and I'm an extra person on a ship that was clearly not built for it. But everything is fine. <laughs> like, he's the dog. Like was, Michael's, like the dog no, no, in that I'd... meme where you've got like the dog and everything around him's burning, and he's like, "This is fine." You say that, but when he first woke up, he legitimately freaked the fuck out, and Anna Kendrick had to calm him down and make him do deep breathing and shit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to say something nice about the film. I thought that was a nice touch, because too often in these American films, they're like, wake up, and they're like, oh my god, you're a Star Wars. Oh, really? Am I? Okay, cool. Okay, next scene. Um, yeah, I'm cool now. Mm-hmm. What, what the fuck else would you do, right? Like, you'd be like, holy shit, I'm pretty sure that's Earth. I was just working on a spaceship, so I'm putting one and one together and it is not adding up to a number I like. I'd probably jump out and start swimming, eh? I, I think I almost lolled when um, when he's panicking and he goes to Zoe, have we taken off? And like, yeah. the yeah. Earth is right out the window. Like, nah, it's just no, a simulation. No, this is just the in-flight entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just a neat oh. screensaver we thought we'd put on for when you woke up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awkward. You think she just want to be like, um, n- no, no, what? this is, everything's yeah. fine. What do you think? <laughs> what about my sister? No, no, look, don't worry, bro. She's dead. <laughs> how, how, oh, yeah. uh, how, like, how funny would it have been if, um, you know, when he stumbles into the room where they're having their food and there's obviously only three seats around the table. If they just gave him his food and he had to, like, just go eat in the corner. Or <laughs> he just sat one of their oh, laps. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. They just keep eating and he's like, oh, stink. Um, 
I don't think that Daniel was the one that most needed to get laid because he obviously had a wife, and so therefore he obviously got laid just before he left. Uh, I'm going with Marina because I don't know if she had a partner or not, I can't remember, but it was obviously she was just having a no good, horrible, very bad time all around and was super stressed out and she just really could have used some release. Yeah. I, I went with all of them. I mean, like as I said, they're on a space mission for two years. So have an orgy? Oh, if they want. <laughs> I did think that they were setting up for Zoe and Michael to like fall in love. I was actually quite glad that they didn't because it wouldn't have been very realistic in that like tiny amount of time or whatever. Okay, hey, how do you know that it didn't? They shared moments. I'm talking about yeah, after the Yeah, I didn't get that vibe. <laughs> because she would have floated away, dipshit. <laughs> how about we move on? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anywho, that's enough of the questions that can be applied to any film. Let's move into our personal questions that we don't necessarily have to answer ourselves. What do you got there, Liz? Who should have gone to get the last tank of oxygen at the very end of the film? Uh, No one. Let the goddamn solar flare pass and then go and get it. What wasn't the? No, it was going to last too long, though, wasn't it? Didn't? Yeah, it was going to leak out. It was already filled. Yeah, yeah, no, it was already filled, but I think Marina said that the the solar storm was going to last for like days or something. No, hours. Oh. Like six hours. Oh, okay. No, I'm sure we're missing something because that seems really dumb. Why wouldn't you just go get it afterwards? That, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, okay, you've got a filled tank that's sitting outside. It wouldn't have made for a good film there, Sam. I know. I know I'm turning into Liz. <laughs> okay, well, assuming that they had to go, you have to pick someone. Oh, Anna Kendrick, all day. She was the only one that seems like she knew what the hell she was doing. If it's going to save everyone, you send the most able-bodied person to do it. I'm going to go with DDK because all his algae's dead. He has no purpose mm-hmm. for being on this mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you really trust him to do it? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the part of that is that he's so slow that he'd probably yeah. be dead before he got the tank back. So He'd probably throw up in his spacesuit before he ever made it out of the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I... But the thing I was totally right. Like he had no point after that. It was kind of like, okay, well, your bit's done, soz, but yeah, well, he, come on, guys. Literally, out. only bloody Tony Collette had any points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was selfishly trying to hang on to get back to his family on Earth. Yeah. All right. Question twelve. Uh, Zoe and David were picked from thousands of candidates to go on this long-term mission to Mars. Why would you have been picked? I mean. I've already talked about this. This seems to me like it was a tax write-off mission where they were going to take out life insurance policies on everyone on board and then just murder them. So, yeah, that's probably why they'd pick me. Let's get rid of this annoying shithead. Off you go. <laughs> oh, depressing, but probably factual. <laughs> go. Uh, no, they would have had me there for my problem-solving and forward-thinking, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd spin some story about uh, being keen on the exploration and, and not being too fussed about being in that small space for months on end. You don't have any useful skills? Yeah, I was just going to say, but what would I actually contribute to the mission? I, I do have good experience in preparing uh, freeze-dried meals while hiking, so, you know, <laughs> I could be like the, the chef, even though I don't know how to cook. <laughs> we could bad. do all that on ground. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll see myself out. <laughs> cool. Well, clearly you guys are definitely going to be picked with those mad-ass skills. Amazing. And on to my last question is um, 13. What one change would make this movie infinitely more disturbing? Okay, so we've mentioned that he has a sister who is has problems. So what would have been even more disturbing is if he had no one to take care of her that day. So he actually snuck her on board. And when he fell and bumped his head, he forgot that she was also in the thing with him. 
but then she gets like fully irradiated with all this solar flare as well, but not to the same extent that Anna Kendrick did. And she becomes this giant mutant that goes around the ship eating the other three. <laughs> okay, that, that would be pretty disturbing. I'd be pretty disturbed by that. Yeah. I thought when uh, Zoe and David are looking over the edge of the big fuel tank, kind of into the nothingness, and mm-hmm. it would have been real disturbing if David pushed her off. <laughs> yes. That's good. Oh, and I that, like that. And then he got back to the ship with the oxygen tank and like the, then all this kind of suspicion arose as to how she actually perished. That would oh, be awesome. Way better than mine. Mm. That would yeah. be such a good ending. Mine was just that um like when he gave him the the syringe to like top himself that he just then went on this that Michael then went on this like rampage to just try and kill one of the others to mm. save himself with the syringe. So he was like hunting them around the ship with like, Ooh, the yeah. syringe and they had to try and save themselves from him trying to keep himself alive. Mm. That'd be great. Like mm. they had this all this opportunity to make people go like a little bit crazy. Like what would you do to save your life? Or like how would you decide who to kill or whatever? And yeah. they just didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they made the assumption that everybody in that type of situation would just be really reasonable. Which I, yeah. I guess is um, part of the selection process for the program, but still. Ah, but he know. wasn't selected. Michael wasn't selected. Yeah, yeah, he so wasn't he selected. He should have gone batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my actual other controversial opinion, aside from comments about Andrew Kendrick, was going to be that they really missed an opportunity to make a different genre of this film. Like, I reckon it would have worked better as a dramedy. Like Because when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oops, there's someone on board our spaceship. I was like, oh, this is going to be like a comedy of wacky hijinks. Mixed with like you know ratchet yeah. tension, but or like a horror film, it would have made way better. Yeah, it wasn't even like a thriller. Yeah, exactly. It could have been like a thriller, or yeah, they just need to put a bit more info. In. So is that not yeah. going to be your controversial opinion? Nah, so I'm done with controversial opinions. I've I've used up my two, so we're, <laughs> we're not going to get anything from me at the end there. But uh, right, that's great. Well, you could just not bring that up now. You could cut that out. And too late. Explain that later. <laughs> too late. Right. I'm spoiling my own podcast. Moving on. Anywho, that moves us over to Kahu for a set of three questions. What do you got there, Kahu? Okay. Question 14, Daniel Day Kim or Daniel Day Lewis? It's Daniel Day Kim for me. This might be controversial, but I don't know. Daniel Day Lewis has had his day. I, I like a bit of Daniel Day Kim. He's, he's pretty fit. I liked him in Lost. You know, he's on Hawaii Five O. That's obviously a top-notch quality show. So <laughs> that's, that's where I'm putting my vote. That's an- Daniel Day Lewis always just seemed a little weird to me. I don't know. That's a very interesting comment, Liz. I would compare Daniel Day Kim and Daniel Day Lewis to basically Meryl Streep and Tara Reid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think it's quite that bad. No, it's not quite that bad. I'm just joking. But yeah, I mean, it's Daniel Day Lewis. He's the man. So many good films. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of them. There will be Blood, <laughs> Last of the Mohicans, Gangs in nope, New York. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you name it, I haven't seen it. No. You haven't seen Last That's of the Mohicans. That's why I'm on a movie podcast. Nah. He is outstanding. 90s action film. In... You are so fake news. I knew this. He's outstanding in There Will Be Blood. He's so oh. good. Oh, nah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, my second question. Is a fear of heights worse in space than on Earth? Okay. It fully depends on whether there is gravity. Yeah, so that's the question. <laughs> no, but sometimes and, in space they had gravity. And in sometimes this movie they film didn't. they do, but I think Kahu's implying is no, it not to fall always. to your death or float to your death. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, so maybe Kahoo should have asked that then, because Kahoo didn't. Okay, okay. Well, I'll spell it out. As <laughs> spell it out for the children. As falling Kahoo. to your death slowly into nothingness, worse than falling to a quick death. So what's what's uh, the what's the worst fear of? I guess it's kind of a height thing. I I guess it depends on whether like like suffocating is worse than smashing into something. Like which would be more painful? I'd rather fall to my death. I'm just going to say that now. I'd rather fall to my death, get it over and done with. That being said, like if you're floating off into space, you've got a long period of time to go, I'm going to die. Whereas like if you fall to your death, you're going to be like, what, five seconds, 10 seconds? Mm-hmm. Whereas you're floating into and space. And most of it's going to be what... taken up with, ah! <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I suppose we're floating into space, like at least you slowly suffocate. So like you get carbon dioxide poisoning. So you start going a bit loopy and then just like blank Pass out. out. Pass yeah, out. yeah. It yeah, wouldn't so be it wouldn't like be drowning. Painful, right? That's that's my choice. I just choose the one where I pass out. Because uh, you get so a bit of moment fl- to sort of get your thoughts together and be like, okay, well, you know, I I love my mum and I pray for, you know, peace and bloody blah, and you just kind of go peacefully. Unless you do that the whole time going, <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I was about to say, there you go. You've just done the two things. You've now got another two hours of like, what do I do now? <laughs> two hours of going. Surely it wouldn't take that long. Can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to die, God, but please just shoot me in the head. Please just get it over and done with. Okay. Oh, no, not I'm now. I'm not fucking sleep. suicidal or anything. I'm just saying, if I'm going to, when Kahu, I'm going to die. Do you have a pillow? Let's finish this. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Kahu? Finish him. Uh, my final question uh, which of. Flawless victories. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> which of the movie reviews and 20Q's podcasters would fit each of these characters in this movie? Okay, I've got this nailed. Okay. No, you don't. We've got Marina. She is Sam. Just a bit weary, trying to get the shit together, make us all do everything right and like record at the right amount of time and not talk too much and not cough into the mic and all that. She's just like, come on, guys. We just need to make this happen. I've got shit to do and I'm really tired. Oh, okay, thank Thanks, you. Marina. Yes. Sam. Yeah. Uh, Zoe is me, enthusiastic and cheerful and just trying to do the best by everyone and just like, yeah, woo, and generally kind of annoying and everybody doesn't necessarily like her. <laughs> That's me too. David, I'm going to say, is Stacy because uh, he's focused on random things that no one else really notices or cares about. It's, that's kind of Stacy. Stacy answers. And finally, Michael is <laughs> really obviously Machu because he's the <laughs> unwanted random that appears and you wish you could get rid of and you can't. <laughs> Mwah, Machu. <laughs> oh, yes, and I get to stay home on Earth. Yeah, sorry. I tried to fit you on, but I was like, nah, you're actually quite reasonable and decent. They're not here. So. Oh, champion. See, quite interestingly, I thought Stacy was Marina, the pilot, who's like managing people's feelings and trying to find a solution and real practical. And like, oh, that's what Stacy is. Like, she won't reveal private information to you until she feels like you can handle it. Like, she's that type yeah, of woman. Yeah. She's quite cool yeah, like fair. that. Whereas, like, mm. I feel like Kahu is Anna Kendrick. Just. <laughs> Just a charisma sponge that would sacrifice himself because everyone else would be like, nah, bro, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I think he's saying something nice about you, about like trying to be a good person. He is. He's yeah, really noble. I, I do always end up volunteering for coaching the kids' sports teams. Yeah. Because <laughs> they send the passive-aggressive email, oh, this team won't go ahead this, this uh, term if nobody volunteers. And I'm like, oh, have to be me then. <laughs> Uh, as for the Dendere Kim character, David, this is pretty much an amalgamation of Machu and Liz, because it's it's sort of like a, 
It's sort of Ooh. like a person who's got like a bit of arrogance, like Machu, but also like the let's move on, let's just sacrifice somebody like Liz, you know? Hmm. I wonder what to that- be honest, I, I, yeah, I could relate to him in that point. I wonder yeah. what that amalgam would look like. Oh, I do not want to see Liz and Machu mashed together. Thank you, Ko. <laughs> I don't even want that in my imagination. I hope they have my hair. I think I like my hair more. <laughs> and you've missed... And my boobs. <laughs> oh, no, Machu's boobs are pretty stellar. <laughs> yeah, they're probably better than mine. I don't have great boobs. No, nah, I think he's like down to a D cup now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being mean about Machu and tell us the final person. Saying well, the person who said he's the a random annoying guy that you don't want around. <laughs> Well, you've missed the like the most obvious answer for some random dude who wakes up on at a place that he's not supposed to be, not really knowing what the hell is going on. That's spanky, <laughs> spanky. <laughs> the only way he could be more spanky is if when they open up the bulkhead, a whole bunch of empty whiskey bottles fell out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty smart dude. Yeah, absolutely. That spanky. He's like enthusiastic, wants to help out, but at the same time, like. Random dude waking up in the middle of fucking nowhere? That's definitely spanky. <laughs> Speaking of, that probably moves us over to the next question, doesn't it? It does, which segues very nicely into my first question. Where's the weirdest place you guys have woken up? Uh, I once woke up in a, a three-sided hut with half a roof uh, when, I was, when I was out hiking one day. Where did you find the roof? Uh, well, uh, no, it had a roof. <laughs> what? It was just. I'm just going for a Stacy comment. I'm going for a Stacy oblique comment. <laughs> the, the Where bu- did you find the roof? The Why building. The building no, hers would be. Hers would be. What? What did you eat while you were there? Yeah, or, true. or something that was completely irrelevant. Actually, we nearly did burn down that half a hut. We spilt uh, methylated spirits everywhere that was already lit. You got to stop drinking methylated spirits, Kahu. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Oh, but it tastes so good. Okay, um, mine has a slight story which is that I went to Amsterdam on a tour when I was like quite new in London. And, you know, when you go to Amsterdam on like a Kentucky type tour, I don't think it was actually Kentucky, but you go and maybe consume a little bit of the space cake. So I had some space cake, which is perfectly legal, I'll point out. And I just, yeah, got really super stoned. And I was sitting there talking to my friends and like laughing really hard. And I was like, the freckles are falling off my face. And I got really like concerned about this. And I thought oh, I should probably go to bed. So I went downstairs, but I couldn't find my key. And then I just said, okay, well, I'm going to go to bed up here. And then just went up into a random hostel room and fell asleep and woke up in a room full of random Brazilians who were just like, who are you? And I'm like, <laughs> this is not my room. <laughs> just randomly, like just fully clothed. It's like 11 PM. I'm just like, Hello. I shall leave now. <laughs> Just, like, this is not yeah. my room, but opportunity knocks. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> I just left, and then I didn't know where my shoes were. And I think I went down the, I went down to the main desk, and I was just like, I realized they didn't have a key. I was like, excuse me, um, I would like the key to the room that is my abode. <laughs> and I was just like, who the fuck is this, ma'am? This anyway, is a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, legit, right? Like. Just like, oh, God, another one of these bloody stoner westers. Yeah, anyway. I'm not going to reveal my one because mine are way too fucking bizarre and I'm happily Come married on. now. Come <laughs> no, on. No, I'm fine. Oh, no, don't. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some of your stories. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've talked about Daniel, how his whole mission is to keep some algae alive so he can try it out on Mars, test it on Mars. I guess that's what he's going to try and do, try and grow some algae on Mars. 
I want to know from you guys. Do you guys reckon it's okay to sacrifice somebody for some sweet, sweet algae? Oh, definitely. That'd be the hero. Yeah. <laughs> the first person to grow yeah. algae on Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, no, I, it's for 100%. the greater good. For the greater good. Yes. I mean, what's more important long term? It definitely goes to um, the trolley problem. And by the way, shout out to my friend Demi because me and my friend Demi send each other memes on the trolley problem all the time because if you don't know what the trolley problem is, you should because what kind of a terrible person are you? But it's basically if you're driving a trolley, I don't know why it's a trolley because that's a weird thing to be driving. But say you're driving a train and you're going to hit five people and they're all going to die or you can pull a lever and only hit one. Like, what do you do? And, like, it seems obvious that you'd pull the lever and hit one, but that's you making the choice to kill one person as opposed to killing five by accident, right? And then what if, like, the five people are all, like, wonderful people? No. What if five people are all murderers and the one person is, like, a pediatrician? That, that's what it made me think of was it's the trolley problem. Like, what is the better thing yeah. for long term? Mm. And see The real answer is you get gone. off and watch. <laughs> That's the real yeah, answer. You, still can't. You, you get off and watch. No, but you, you still just get off and responsible. watch it happen. No, that doesn't answer the question, Sam. It actually does. I want to watch that shit happen. He, he's a structural <laughs> engineer. He'd be quite useful on Mars, I would have thought. Yeah, see, I actually, that's why I think again, DDK, you're out, mate. You're <laughs> yeah, not yeah. useful anymore. You killed all your algae. You have nothing to offer. Get the fuck off the ship. Fair enough. Uh, on to my next question, which is the last of my questions. What do you guys reckon happened to the mission after the movie finished? So they made it to Mars, but nah, you don't reckon? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they made it. To hey, Mars he's allowed his opinion. And, That's just your opinion, man. Yeah. And so the pilots got there, and she's done her part of it, so she's got nothing to do. The dude growing the plants, you know, they all died, so he's got nothing to do. Structural engineer maybe might have some stuff to do, but he hasn't been trained for the environment, so probably doesn't. So given their track record of screwing up their ship and their mission, they're probably just going to destroy the whole colony. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. See, I said that everyone went to Mars and they were all just super miserable and like, this sucks. And yeah, had nothing to do. And then they got some kind of weird flu for some weird Mars bacteria and they could have lived if, you know, they had a doctor <laughs> that could help them treat their symptoms. But they didn't, so they all died. Uh, I actually would have kind of liked that, like as just the last, like, or even just like a credits, you know, mid-credits parting shot was them landing back on Earth and like just him like finding a sister or something, or just something. I like that you brought up the sister because I feel like the ending would have been him landing and the head of the company coming up to him and he's like, where's my sister, where's my sister? And he's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but your sister unfortunately passed away while you were gone. And he's like, you didn't want to tell me? And he's like, no. When did it happen? Like, here's your death certificate. Here, go go about your day. And he's like, this was one day after I fucking woke up on the ship. <laughs> it's like, yes, we didn't bother having somebody take care of your sister. <laughs> Budget cuts. <laughs> Budget cuts. <laughs> we, we, we actually murdered her and she's currently in a, in a rubbish dump somewhere. <laughs> okay. Wow. You went dark. No, but this is what the head of this company is like. He's a fucking oh, asshole. You really think the head of the company would have turned up to deliver that message? He's far too busy and important. Yes, because like, he would basks like in this guy's pain. He loves this guy's <laughs> misery. He'd start licking his tears. He's that type of guy. <laughs> fucking Jim, you psycho. Yep. True MVP. Anyway, that moves us down to our last question. Courtesy of Hawley of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast which rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. 
by arguing why a universally beloved film is pretty crap or takes a crap film and arguing why it's good and then offers their true talk at the end. I've already given my controversial opinions, but what are your guys? What are your guys' most controversial opinions about this film? I, I think this movie would have taken a bit of a dark turn if Michael was just sick of caring for his sister and deliberately stowed away on board knowing that the company would have paid for her care. That's a twist. Yeah. Mm. Like I just Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, and it was what I was talking about before that they could have just explored that a bit further cuz they just it took all the mystery Didn't. about of out of how he was there. Yeah. Yeah, why even have the sister and the burning flat and stuff just to make her feel bad about his situation, I suppose. Yeah. Exposition because otherwise the film had none of it. Yeah. <laughs> it you didn't care about any shot. of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't. Um <laughs> Yeah, and that's clear from my answer, which I actually don't think is very controversial. But yeah, DDK should have absolutely just straight up murdered Michael and saved the algae. Like he should have just murdered him in his sleep, like not even given him the news. Just like murdered him and then gone to the other guys and been like, oh, it looks like Michael f- fell asleep and then didn't wake up. I think he had a heart attack. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And just not told them. And then be like, oh my God. And then he'd be like, yeah, I, d- I don't know what happened. I was the other end of the ship the, the whole time. And Michael wasn't vetted. He could have had some sort of heart condition or something that many he couldn't handle mm. space travel. Or like... Don't they go through like insane medical testing and stuff? <laughs> or yeah, undiagnosed the injury on from the launch. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, right? He'd be like, oh, yeah, he totally just died of that. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, what's this other giant bash rune in his head? And you'd be like, and Michael just... No, sorry, Diddy K. Just be like, oh, I think he fell off his bunk. Fell on his blood on your clothes. Seventeen times. That's not blood. That's algae juice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just would have been more interesting. Anyway, that takes us down to the end. Thank you to these guys for joining me to discuss this film. It's been a blast. We've got more out of this than I expected, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for making me spend two extra hours of my life, you know, spending time on this film. Exactly. Oh, it's been fun. Anyway, that's thanks from me. See you later. Masalama.